There is too much to read, there is too much to do My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue Read all that I could read, saw that I could see Finish the internet, wait, hold on, oh yeah, that thing The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself My money can't rest till then Oh, it's time, it's time for oh yeah, that thing again Hello this is Oh Yeah, That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Pei. I'm Audrey. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to this very special social distancing episode. Yes. We've never done it this is... way before. <laughs> no. Except every time. Yes. <laughs> We're experts. Oh, the world is uh, falling apart. Yeah, it's insane. It feels yeah. very crazy. Um, yep. But we're doing what we can. We sure and I hope are. everyone else is too. Yes, hopefully. Stay safe out there, my friends. Um, yeah. One quick thing. Um, when This is going to be hard to describe, but my brother used to have um, a GameCube, and he used to always get the Harry Potter games. And Mm -hmm. um, in the Chamber of Secrets game, for some reason, when Harry would walk up to some of his like the like little CPU classmate characters, they would like back away from him all weird. They kind of like stick their butt (laughs) out and like put their arms out and they would like back away from him. So my brother and I had a lot of fun like running up to people and they would back away from us. But I keep thinking about that now when I take my occasional like working from home lunchtime walk outside and I pass by people, I kind of feel like acting like the <laughs> the Harry Potter <laughs> CPU characters and <laughs> backing away weirdly to keep that six feet of social distancing. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking Who knew we about. were learning from GameCube? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? I, uh, I'm not a big hugger, as I'm sure you know. Mm. So uh, things are pretty much uh, the same for me. That's that is one good thing is you take away because I'm not like huge on hugging either, and not until I moved to LA where everyone hugged each other, hello and goodbye, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a thing that we do. Um, so I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with it, but it's always for me. There are certain people where I'm not like I'm not sure. Do we hug? Like I don't know if we if this is a thing that you and I do or if it's a thing you're comfortable with, like, I'm fine not doing it, but is it weird if we don't do it or is it weirder if we do do it? And it's just, it's a lot of thoughts that go through my head sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have very similar, not so much anymore, but I did used to have very similar thoughts about hugging because I never really did it much except family. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe, like, one of our friends is a hugger and she would hug us but other than that i don't think i hugged you until college yeah and i didn't feel I and was, that's yeah. where it started yeah yeah all my, my college friends were huggers and so that's where it began i'm like okay people like to hug <laughs> i won't initiate but i won't be like a total Ugh. yeah yeah i'm not like but... opposed to hugging it's just not my first instinct to initiate a mm-hmm. hug unless like it's with my family and it feels like oh this is what we're supposed to be doing yeah but i do appreciate the friend i have friends who are similar to us who aren't big huggers and we've hit that point where we both realize oh wait neither of us wants to do this so it's okay if we don't and so we don't yeah and it's great we wave and maybe people think we hate each other but we don't we just respect our own boundaries yeah it's wonderful uh yeah it's i wish there was it's kind of like when i when you go to a restaurant and you can't tell if you're supposed to leave your things on the table for someone to clean up or if you're supposed to take them somewhere Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not very obvious like i feel like we should all have like a little badge that says i like hugging or like i like hugging as a greeting and a whatever the opposite of a greeting is or like i only like hugging yes a farewell or i only like hugging when we're not gonna see each other for a while or you know I mean, that would be very, yeah. too many badges to wear, but <laughs> it would be helpful if things were just obviously written down all the time. 
That's where those weird like Google Glass glasses could come in handy where it just says, this person's not up for hugging, don't do it. Yes, I would very much appreciate that. Yeah, and yet a bunch of creeps will still ignore that. I know, true. Always a creep. Mm, Always a creep. Yeah, so um, this episode, we're doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of doing like a little hodgepodge. It's almost like a um, um, a podcast version of our blog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're just talking about things that we've been catching up on and finally getting to, um, but just like a random assortment of, of things. We could blame it on what's happening, but honestly, we were going to do this anyway. <laughs> yeah. So let's just call it... Uh, laziness yeah. <laughs> coming up with themes is hard yeah well we did think of one but it was just one that we didn't feel we could talk for a long time about true so. yes yes very true because that theme this time is food yeah. <laughs> just very generic yeah <laughs> um but yeah we had some some food-related stuff that we'd both been meaning to do, mm-hmm. and we were able to. I made croissants for the first time. Ooh, nice. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was an experience. So, but um, but what did you do? I um I went to eat a burger. <laughs> <laughs> I had other food plans, but then the world had other plans. So I'll do that another time. <laughs> but yeah. Let's talk about croissants. Yeah. yeah. So, croissants. Yes. If you're not a baker, you might not be aware of how hard making croissants really is. Because it is uh, very difficult. Because it's all about making a dough and then enveloping butter in it. Mm-hmm. And then creating layers of that dough and butter. But it is very important to keep everything at just the right temperature and to not let anything rip because otherwise it's a fucking disaster. Oh, no. (laughs) Which is why on things like British Bake Off, the croissant or like puff episodes are always, there's always someone who's having a very bad day. Yeah. Because it's summertime. Oh, yes. And everything's really hot. It's too warm in the tent. (laughs) It's a disaster. Yeah. Um... I tried the America's Test Kitchen recipe for croissants. Okay. Um, because I was, I have the like compendium cookbook. It's thick as hell and could probably murder someone if you hit someone <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, but I got that as a Christmas gift this last Christmas. Nice. And I finally picked that recipe to try. Mm-hmm. And America's Test Kitchen is great because they always seem to anticipate where things might go wrong. So they kind of tell you it should look like this or don't worry or give you a tip of like it straight up said, if it's over 80 degrees, you know, don't have it out of the fridge for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately for us, for some reason, uh, because I did these last weekend, our apartment has been really hot all week. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because everyone's home in the building. Yeah. And they're using their heat. And so it's warming our apartment because we never have our heater on. Yeah. And you're like on a higher floor, right? You're not like on the first level. We're on the, we're like halfway up the building. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's just, it was in the high 70s. Oh, that's warm. Yeah. (laughs) Just like in your apartment or outside? In the apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very warm. (laughs) Yes. So I even turned on the AC because I was like, I need to have some temperature control. Mm-hmm. But even so, it, it didn't go great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's definitely an issue with keeping things at the right temperature. Yeah. Um, for some reason, my timers weren't really working. So sometimes I would leave something in longer than the other thing. And oh. They were clearly not matched. Yeah. And I don't think I did a good job of... Because you're supposed to take your butter mm-hmm. and like bash it to kind of soften it uh-huh. and kind of like fold it in on itself and keep doing that yeah. until it's 
pliable so you can make a square of butter. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I bashed mine enough to make it, like, cohesive. Okay. And part of that was because two of them came refrigerated. One of them was frozen that I defrosted, and I think that kind of messed with the texture a bit. Oh, okay. With the water content. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I knew it wasn't going well <laughs> the first time I started rolling out the dough. Uh-huh. And I, like, put the butter in. And I couldn't roll it properly because the butter was too cold. Yeah. <laughs> so the dough was, like, rolling around. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> but I managed to kind of, like, mash it uh-huh. to spread it. Okay. And get my first fold in. Okay. Put it in the fridge. Took it out. Started rolling again. This time everything was all the same temperature because it had been together. Yeah. And then I realized... I made a terrible mistake. Oh, no. Because <laughs> this was just uh, being stupid, not because of the recipe or anything. Uh-huh. Um, we were running the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And uh, dumb, dumb idiot over here didn't think of that when she set the dough on the countertop. Oh, no. Near the dishwasher. Yeah. That is a heat <laughs> bomb. so I started rolling it. <laughs> yeah. And it... Got to the point where it finished running and like the steam comes out uh-huh. to dry it oh, or whatever. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was rolling out the dough and I was like, "Why is my stomach warm?" <laughs> I looked down. I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> and of course, I like folded the dough, and I could see that the butter that was on the counter, presumably from the heat of the dishwasher. Uh-huh was all soft and melting. Oh, no. So at that point, I knew it wasn't going to be good. (laughs) And I kind of just did it to finish the recipe. I did my last third fold and tried the shape. And then I didn't learn my lesson, though, because I then shaped it on the same countertop instead of (laughs) shaping it somewhere else. (laughs) Partially because I was kind of... It would already been ruined. Yeah, so, so you're like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. They're going to be bad. Um, so they were such a mess. My hands were a mess. And <laughs> I baked them. And as Prue and Mary and Paul would say, there was a lot of leakage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of butter that came out. And it, it they came out okay. Yeah. The first couple layers were flaky and crispy okay and the bottom was was nice and crispy too but the inside because so much of the butter melted out um and maybe my folds weren't great the inside itself was more bready and doughy Uh, so i had like a couple flaky layers on the outside yeah and bready in the middle so they were okay okay but it was a mild disaster yeah do you do a lot of puff like puff pastry stuff from scratch oh no i've never done puff pastry so of course i started with one of the (laughs) hardest types like a that kind of surprised me i I feel like you well didn't you use you were like really oh but that's not well weren't you really into making cream puffs for a while yes but that's not puff pastry oh what kind of pastry cream puffs are made with um shoe paste or right 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 Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that is different. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's different, and it's those I've been making since, like, high school. Right. So I can whip those up, no problem. I've never made shoe before. It's pretty easy, even without, like, a mixer. Yeah. You can still... It takes a little bit of um, muscle, but not too much. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to try more bread things, because... Whenever, like, I've still struggled with my pizza dough, but I think my issue with that is, well, if part of it is kneading. I'm not sure that I need it enough because it mm, never quite mm-hmm. get as, like, never quite gets as smooth and elastic as I think it should be. And then mm-hmm. also it's very hard for me to get it th- as thin as I would like it to be, um, which is probably impatience, and I should probably let it, like, get to room temperature more. So that's pizza dough. And then with, like, bread mm-hmm. dough, I think I need to work on my kneading. 
obviously that's very different than like puff pastry stuff but even just like i'd like yeah. to like improve my bread baking skills because i feel like it's very rewarding to make your own bread <laughs> it, it really is yeah. uh, kneading by hand is i'm not very good at it mm-hmm. um ever since we I've, I've had a mixer i've, I've used the dough hook okay. a lot which i know is a cheat and i should probably just to get a better feel of what doughs feel like when they're done yeah do it by hand but um, I feel like I was going to ask you something else about the croissants. Do you think you'll try it again? I think I will, but probably not until the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that's tough with the with being able to control the temperature. And also, I feel like because I made cookies the other night, which is obviously not as involved, but um, <laughs> like I it was I made peanut butter cookies, and so I was supposed to chill it um, to prevent spread, and then. I did like the first two trays and then the last and the last tray I didn't I guess it was obviously out longer than the other ones and a couple just a couple of the cookies spread but not the other ones and I wasn't sure if it was from like the heat of my hands or like it was just kind of weird that only like two or three spread so much or not so much it wasn't were like they, that bad but were they on the same area of the pan um no I can't remember yeah. So I was thinking if they were all like the four lined up in the back of the oven or something, it could just be like most ovens, uneven heat distribution. Yeah. It, this, it was, and they're so, like random ones on the tray. There's only like two mm. or three that did it, but it was just kind of interesting to me. Cause I would, I always think about the fact that like me rolling the dough makes it warmer, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it was just interesting to me that only a, a couple of them spread <laughs> and not like all of them, but yeah yeah i'll definitely try i might before then try like a a rough puff pastry oh yeah instead and get used to that first yeah before i i go full full croissant yeah (laughs) well that's ambitious that's cool that you tried it yes that's kind of my mo though if i want to get into a new style of something i for some reason always choose the hardest Uh (laughs) uh-huh <laughs> and then get real mad at myself that I'm not an instant expert at this yeah. thing that people have been perfecting for their entire lives. Yeah, that's me so, with anything I do. <laughs> yeah, I I went in to the deep end and I learned my lesson. <laughs> and and just don't do it near a hot steaming dishwasher. That's the number one lesson, the number one takeaway. <laughs> Um, oh, for your pizza though, though, because uh-huh. you said it, it likes to shrink back when you're yeah shaping it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a temperature. Yeah, thing. so I have to let it sit longer. Yeah, do you when you let it come up to temperature, do you leave it in the bowl that you had in the fridge? Probably the last couple times I haven't made the pizza dough myself, and so I thought it would be easier for it to just get to temperature. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, I still like had issues stretching it. I was making calzones like a month ago. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I used to be very impatient when shaping the pizza, but I've moved away from that. Yeah. And something that I find helps is whatever container the dough is in, in the fridge, mm-hmm. when you're bringing it up to temperature, take it out of that. Okay. Yeah. That makes like, sense. Um, do like a quick pre-shaped so it's already round, uh-huh. put it on a sheet tray or something with some parchment or a little bit of cooking spray Uh cover it and then just let it come up to room temperature on that already room temperature yeah vessel yeah it's tough also because in the in the winter my kitchen's very drafty i don't know if that Mm. also kind of hurts in terms of it getting up to like a good workable temperature it can be kind of chilly in there um so yeah i shall try again the other day (laughs) Yes. Homemade pizza, even when it's bad, it has to be really bad for it to not be Yeah, good. I still eat it all. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, we made a, a white pizza the other day mm. with Fontina and my, it's not even, it's my proprietary white sauce that I stole from my mom that she stole from a place she used to work Ooh. at. So... <laughs> I have to send it my way. <laughs> I shall. Mm-hmm. 
because they don't make it as well as they used to anymore. Oh, so no. I got to make it myself. Yeah. Yeah. That place used to be my, my birthday place because it was kind of expensive. Uh-huh. And so every for a few years, we would go and get the white pizza with a bunch of pepperoni. Ooh. Because at that place, they would cook the pepperoni in a separate tray uh-huh. at the same time. Well, I think I've seen you do that. And so, yes, I do it sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that the pizza itself doesn't get too greasy. Oh, that's smart. And so that they would just pile a bunch of it onto the pizza. Yeah. Like, mm. Mm. Ugh, I mm. love pizza. <laughs> it's the best, honestly. <laughs> we have another ready-to-go dough, so maybe we will do more pizza. Nice. Even though we just had pizza. <laughs> You never have too much pizza. That's what I yeah. always oh. say. <laughs> Eventually it'll catch up with me. <laughs> uh. I exercise so I can eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that's the spirit. Anyway, that's that was my croissant adventure. Cool. Um, yeah. So I guess I should talk about burgers <laughs> or a burger. This particular special burger. Yeah. It's not... Mm-hmm. That special, to be honest, but I've I'm in in addition to really loving pizza, I also really love burgers, <laughs> um, and I feel like there's lots of good burgers in LA. So I'm trying to I anytime I see a list of like best burgers in LA, I'm scrolling through to see what I have tried and what I haven't tried, and there's one in particular called um, Hi Ho Cheeseburger. And um, they had just opened a location kind of closer to me. Um, the other one is, like, in Santa Monica by the beach. And I like burgers, but not enough to, like, go to Santa Monica just for a burger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't find myself over there super often if it's not warm or just at all, to be honest. So, um, so I was like, oh, I should check out this other one that's closer to me now. So a couple weeks ago, after getting a haircut, I was like, well, I'm not too far. I'm already in my car. I'm going to go try this burger. So um, I went to get the burger. <laughs> um, and uh, and overall, it was a, it was a really good burger. I, I liked it, um, but there was one thing that kind of ruined the experience for me. Uh, first, I have one, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um bone to pick with the restaurants and how they label mm-hmm. their bathrooms. So I was, <laughs> as I, I went by myself, so I was waiting for my burger and I was like, well, I need to use the restroom. And, and I was like right across from the restroom door and it had like the lady slash woman label and it said restroom, restroom. So I was like, okay, that's the mm-hmm. one person restroom. I just saw someone walk through that door. So I'm going to wait until he leaves. Oh no. <laughs> so I was sitting and I was looking at the door and then he finally did walk out and I was like, okay, time for me to go to the bathroom. And so then I got up and went and opened the door and it was to a hallway where there were more restrooms. <laughs> I was like, what? You labeled this door restroom, which makes you think this is a one person <laughs> restroom. So that's why I've been sitting here waiting for that guy to come back out. Ugh, it was really annoying. <laughs> um, so anyway, I finally get my burger and there was this guy that was sitting um, a table away from me. Um, and I'm sitting at the table minding my own business. I'm not here to socialize. I'm here to eat a burger. <laughs> um, and so at some point when I came back, I guess someone had taken his table and he and he had gotten up and he came and he sat at the table next to me. And he was like, oh, he's like, sorry. Uh, those other people took my table and I was like, that's fine. I wasn't paying attention to you or your table. (laughs) So, um, at some point, I think before I got my food, like a bunch of other people walked in and I guess these were like his friends or whatever. And so he like went to go order his burger and I got my burger. So I started eating my burger. I'm having a good time. The fries are good. The patties well seasoned. (laughs) It's a good burger. (laughs) And so then he came and he like sat back down again, or I might be misremembering, but he sat back down and then he like leaned over to me and he was like, Ugh. he was showing me his phone and he was like, hey, can you, uh, he was like, what location are we at? 
So there's, like I said before, there's two high ho cheeseburgers, one in Santa Monica, which we were very clearly not uh-huh. in Santa Monica, <laughs> and then another one on Wilshire Boulevard. And so I was like, if this is you trying to, first of all, I don't want you to start a conversation with me, but if this is your attempt to start a conversation with me, it is very lame. <laughs> Because you're looking at Google Maps, it's telling, if you look at Google Maps, it'll tell you where we are. You don't need a human to point out which one we are. So I, I humored him. I was like, we're at this one. He was like, okay, thanks. I was like, okay, please leave me alone. And so then for the rest of my eating my burger, I was just very on edge because I was like, this guy, I can feel him. He wasn't like staring at me or anything, but I could feel that he was like looking for an opportunity to talk to me again. And I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't come here for that. I don't go out in the streets by myself to talk to strangers. (laughs) (laughs) So then he's like talking to his friends and I'm like trying to like, I'm not trying to rush through my burger because I want to enjoy it, but now I just, like, want to leave at this point. And he wasn't being creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't, in terms of people talking to me and, like, kind of hitting on me, it was, like, a best-case scenario. (laughs) But I still, I didn't want it. But it wasn't, like, he wasn't being gross. But anyway, and so then he and his friends are talking about spades, which um, I don't know anything about spades. It's it's more of a black American thing and not like a an immigrant black person thing so I don't know anything about it but people look at you and they assume so (laughs) he was like he was like oh he was like do you play spades and I was like stop talking to me I'm trying to eat my burger (laughs) and I was like no I don't play spades and then that that was the end and I finally finished my burger and then I (laughs) rushed out of there not before getting my parking validation of course and then I left but I was like very important I was like, come on, dude. I just I just came here to eat this burger. You kind of ruined it for me because I was a little bit on edge through like the last half of the burger because I thought you were going to try to talk to me again and I didn't I don't want to talk to you. But so that was my <laughs> burger experience. But I yeah. But yes. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> your burger experience is marred by people who can't tell you don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Which is it it was fine, yeah. and like I said, it was kind of amusing because I was like, if this is your attempt to hit on me, then you're doing a very poor job of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're also just asking me, like, yes or no questions. You're not asking me questions that would, like, warrant a conversation. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, like, fall into a conversation with you about which hi-ho cheeseburger we're at. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, no, I don't play spades, and that's it. I don't have anything else to contribute to that. (laughs) So, but yeah, so it was more kind of, it was like semi-amusing, semi-annoying burger experience. (laughs) So was it like a, just like a standard cheeseburger, or was it like a special kind of burger? It was a standard, they only have two types of cheeseburgers, and one is just like the the cheeseburger itself and then the other one comes with like the lettuce and the tomato and I'm I'm kind of kicking myself because I forgot you could get like a there's like a spicy version um you can get Mm. like some peppers on it or something like that um so Mm -hmm. I will I would like to go back and try just the plain cheeseburger because I do think um um it is I mean, it's fun to, like, put all kinds of stuff on a cheese, And those are pretty basic things to put on a cheeseburger. It's not like they had crazy things on it. But sometimes you can, like, really see if the burger itself is burger is speaking for itself, if it's just, like, the burger and the cheese and the bread. So I'd be down to try that one again. Um, but, yeah, this other one had, like, the the lettuce and the tomato. And the I got it without pickles because I'm not a big pickle person. But, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was really good. It was, like, a well-seasoned patty. Um I wouldn't say it stood out very much. I didn't, like, think about it too much after I had it, but um, but it was still, like, a, a very solid burger. Cool. Yeah. Were there fries? There were, and they were very good fries. Were they, like, hand-cut actual from potatoes, or were they, like, Shake Shack, where it's, like, pre-made crinkle fries? They were hand-cut fries. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, yeah, they were very good. Um yeah, because you always kind of forget, not always, or maybe you don't, but I, fries are very, so much a part of the burger experience, um, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't, they can fall, if they're not great, then they, they just feel like a waste to, like, get mm-hmm. fries, but these were good fries. Yes. 
Yeah, I I agree, and that's that's one of the reasons why because I I do like Shake Shack. You know, it's a it's a fine burger, mm-hmm. but it annoys me that they have those crinkle cut fries. Yeah, I'm assuming they're just frozen crinkle cut fries that they buy probably and not that they cut them crinkly themselves yeah because they're very uniform and have the exact same texture yeah and then it pisses me off that they're charging so much for their fries (laughs) i think there are like three categories of fries to me there's the fries that you the really good fries that you continue to eat when your burger is done and you're full and you're like i want to finish these fries they taste really good then there's like mm-hmm. the oh these fries are fine like they're good for like the the burger fry bite and to have both the potato and the burger in my mouth but i'm like if i'm full at the end of this burger i don't need to eat the rest of these fries and then there's like the fries where you're like eh, i don't even want to eat these with the burger they're not that great <laughs> i'm just gonna focus on the burger have a few fries and be done with them yeah i find that for that the last type the type that you don't really want to eat it is usually a hand cut fry oh really yeah, because when it's just a standard frozen thing that they buy, it's hard to fuck up. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it does the trick. But some places don't know how to fry fries. Yeah. And so they'll fry it, but it's still kind of limp and oh, yes. soggy. Because, you know. These were very well they didn't fried. didn't take the starch off or I don't know. Yeah. And this is kind of a tangent, but there's, I will almost always pick regular fries over sweet potato fries just because i prefer mm-hmm. that specific experience but there's this place called stout it's a chain out here i don't know if there are other places too but mm. they make really good sweet potato fries and i don't know mm. what they do to make them so good <laughs> but it might just be that they salt them enough i don't know but it's yeah the best sweet potato fries i've had were battered so they were really crispy on the oh, inside i wonder if these are battered I might have Maybe. to order a stout burger soon and find out <laughs> and remind myself. Uh, I do really like a battered fry. Yeah. Like Popeye's fries. Oh, yeah. And Checkers fries. Yeah. What are your oh, favorite... I was talking to some people about this recently. What are your favorite type of fry? Oh, you just said battered fry. Is that your favorite type of fry? Um, No, I think my favorite is just like a, a nice... Crispy on the outside, uh, soft in the middle, like shoestring fry. Okay. Like pretty basic standard. Yeah. Um, but I do also really like a seasoned curly fry. Yeah, I think that's my favorite type of fry. Because <laughs> those are definitely when worth buy... eating on their own. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you buy like a bag of frozen curly fries, I could eat that whole bag mm. in one sitting. Yeah. Oh, but a battered fry. <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. There was, um, it was on Saturday. Saturday was the last day I had gone out and I picked up some essentials from the grocery store and I was really hungry. I was like, maybe I'll do one last pit stop at, um, where was I going to go? I was going to go to Popeye's, Mm -hmm. but then I remember Popeye's didn't have drive-thru and I didn't want to like be around people. Yeah. And I was also wearing a very short dress and I was like, if there's a very good chance that in the area this Popeye's in, this dress would garner much more attention than I would want it to. <laughs> but thankfully, we have a checkers, nice. so I could still get the fries, which is what I mostly wanted. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to make a tough decision. Yeah. Man, now I really want a burger and fries. <laughs> but yeah. Overall, solid experience. I would go back again to try just the regular old cheeseburger and maybe make it spicy this time. Um, but, uh, yeah. Good nice. burger. Okay. So that was food stuff. Yeah, that was our food stuff. Hodgepodge time. Yeah. Uh, the random stuff that we've watched or listened to. Yeah. Hodgepodge time. mm I'm doing a weird dance. <laughs> um, I have been listening to a lot of folk and country lately. Okay. 
which I've, I, as an adult, realized I liked many types of music. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, I was a, a quote, punk only kind of gal. <laughs> um, but by that, it, it, I meant bands that were on drive through records. So there are they really? Who knows? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> um, but I was very adamant about it. But as an adult, I've definitely realized I like more kinds of music, yeah. including country, especially like old school, um, like Dolly and that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. It's just great. Yeah. She's wonderful. I've never really gotten dream. into Dolly, but I often get nine to five stuck in my head. It's a great song. Yeah. Jolene is beautiful. That is. And I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, but there have been two albums that I've been listening to, not so much recently. Well, yes, recently, but not as in I started recently. Mm-hmm. Probably for the last year or so, maybe. Okay. Um, but I finally just bought them because I'm a terrible fan and take too long <laughs> to buy things. Um, but I have this thing where I I really, really hate buying from Amazon. And unfortunately, they are a good place to buy music because I, when I do try to buy a record from another site, it rarely goes well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I'm buying like directly from the record label, but then sometimes they're out of stock and it's just a pain in the butt. So yeah. usually I try to wait until I go see the artist uh-huh. and then just buy it at the show mm-hmm. which was what I was kind of I guess doing this time so one of the albums I've been listening to a lot is Yola her debut Walk Through Fire okay um, you said Yola we, yes oh, okay. Yola she is British mm-hmm. and she is has an amazing voice and is just a wonderful musician but she does this like folk americana um with a bit of country kind of sound okay um i'm so bad at talking about music so but that that's that's what it reminds me of and we saw her for the first time at newport full fat <laughs> we saw her for the first time <laughs> at newport folk fest okay. um, last year uh-huh. and we were at one of the smaller stages and had never heard of her and she came up on the stage and she just like she was like a siren i don't know we we were so drawn in mm-hmm. and she is not just a great musician she's also just fun to watch uh-huh. like she's so like chatty between her songs um and like she's so she's great i just i love her she's wonderful and so I've been listening to that album a lot. Mm-hmm. And then finally she came through town a couple months ago, maybe one or two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine, this is it. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought that album there. Nice. And so finally. Yay. It's in, it's in the regular rotation. Awesome. Um, in our record collection, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but she... I'm trying to think of what what song I would suggest to start with if you're gonna go listen. It's it's yes. I mean, probably "Walk Through Fire," the title track. Okay, it's a good place to start. But honestly, I if I would just listen to the whole thing, okay. start to finish. I see that um, she has a tiny desk concert. I'm gonna add that to my watch yes, later. Yes, <laughs> she does. Yeah, it's 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 a fun a fun watch. Okay, cool. Um. I believe this album was produced by Dan Albrock from the Black Keys. Okay. Which I was I've never gotten into Black Keys. Yeah, neither have so I. So to me Dan Albrock has has been more like producer role uh-huh. in my head. And pretty much anything he's produced at this point, I'm like I'm gonna like it. Oh, okay. That's good it, to know. <laughs> he, yeah. Um he produced Shannon Shaw's first solo album, which is also beautiful and heartbreaking um in a in a good way yeah um and then this week we were watching a live stream that i guess willie nelson puts on some festival every year and they got a bunch of the artists to 
participate in this live stream from home. Mm -hmm. And there was a band called Early James. And you're like, oh, this band's really cool. I really dig your sound. Mm -hmm. uh, looked them up, and I think they're on Dan Albrook's uh, oh, right. label, too. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> so this is all. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's got a got a, his finger on the pulse. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how popular the Black Keys were until their tour this year and uh my partner likes them a lot so like yeah sure you know i we can go yeah. and we looked at how much tickets were and it was a big venue and the seated tickets were like 130 dollars uh -huh. i was like what <laughs> oh you are yeah. famous yeah. <laughs> people know about you wow oh. um so i highly recommend yola's album okay and then one more that i've been listening to a lot is Orville Peck's album, Poopy. Pony. Right. Uh, similar kind of thing where I've just been listening to it online a lot and watching the videos because all the videos are awesome and a feast for the eyes. And then I, I had to give in and buy that one on Amazon, unfortunately. Yeah. But at least I have it now. <laughs> and that album, there that uh, the song I recommend from there, which is my favorite because... Every time I listen to it, I want to cry. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so emotional. <laughs> um, it's called Hope to Die. Mm -hmm. There's a video for it on YouTube. It's also a, a beautiful video. Okay. That it, it's worth a watch. Um, but I don't know. Orville Peck is just great. He's the, the gay punk rock cowboy I've been waiting for. And <laughs> I'm so glad he's... He's in our lives. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Brad Leone from Bon Appetit for randomly mentioning Orville oh, Peck nice. on an episode of the YouTube channel. <laughs> and I'm like, who is Orville Peck? And I'm like, oh, someone really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Hope to Die. That, that's a song that there, there's not a lot of music that will make me feel that emotional. Mm -hmm. And every time. Yeah. Every time that song comes on, I'm close to tears yeah. and it's it just hits me right in the heart and I want to see a drag or burlesque show choreographed yeah. that song so <laughs> I can just like fall in a pile of emotions and just <laughs> remember it yeah. in, in the future and be like, oh, I am human. <laughs> um. But do you know who Orville Peck is? Mm -mm. Okay, so Orville Peck, he plays country, but it's sort of, he's on Sub Pop Records, okay. and so that's why I'm like this punk rock kind of cowboy. Okay. Um, but he has a really interesting look, because he makes these masks, and um, they have this like, long fringe, so you don't see his face oh. ever. Oh, it's kind of Sia-esque. Um, so, yes. Oh, okay. I had to think about that for a second. Like, I must remember who this person is. <laughs> but kind of, yeah. So it's like very anonymous. Okay, um, interesting. If you look him up, you can figure out who, who it is. Um, so if you don't want to know, just don't Google him because it will come up. Oh, okay. Um, but well, then I, won't I don't know. It adds in a certain... Yeah, and it adds a certain mystique, and yeah. I enjoy when there is a sense of performance, mm -hmm. even when you're not on stage, I guess. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan as far as her music or anything, mm -hmm. but I appreciate the effort that's put into... Uh, how she presents herself in public. Yeah. It's very crafted. Um, yeah, yeah. And similar to, to a different extent, it's very similar to like how much control Beyonce has. Oh yeah. In her image. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's something about that, that I like, especially now where everyone assumes that you need to know everything about an artist. Yeah. And they have to be, you know, real and everything on, on social media and yeah. need to be able to know, like, do they like this cereal and yeah. can I hate them for it? <laughs> that I kind of, I like when there's a, a disconnect. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel like 
you're my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I kind of just want to be able to support what you do and have it affect me emotionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Orville Peck's Pony and Yola's Walk Through Fire. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, (laughs) So I did not listen to music. Just kidding. I mean, I do listen to music. Never mind. Anyway, so (laughs) I I watched um, Logan, which is a movie that I've been meaning to see for a while. Um, I actually... I think it was like two Christmases ago. I took the screener from a friend of mine and I was like, I'm going to watch this and bring it back to you. And it's been sitting on my bedside table for like the past two years. <laughs> um, and I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. Cause I do like X-Men movies. I haven't seen all of, uh, uh all of the Wolverine trilogy. I've only seen the first one and now this one, mm-hmm. um, I think it was because, like, sometimes when I know a movie is over two hours long, then I'm like, I don't want to watch it, <laughs> even if I know that I yeah. would probably enjoy it. Um, yeah. But anyway, so for those of you that don't know, Logan is, um, it was the last movie in the Wolverine trilogy. It was also the, um, the, the, um, the tenth in the X-Men series overall. And, um, and this was, uh, Hugh Jackman's last time playing Wolverine and he played this character for 17 years, which is amazing, mostly because of the physical fitness that is required to be Wolverine. (laughs) Um, and he actually has the Guinness world record for the longest career as a live action Marvel superhero. (laughs) Um, what a very specific yeah world record very specific just for Hugh Jackman (laughs) (laughs) um but it is pretty it's impressive because I think about like Chris Evans was talking about when when they were like doing the last two Avengers movies about kind of like throwing in the towel on Captain America and just saying that like He's older now. I can't remember when the first Avenger came out, but that was a, it was a while ago now. And mm-hmm. just what you have to put your body through to be in that that kind of fitness level where you look like that is a lot. And he was basically saying, he was basically saying, I'm getting too old for that now. <laughs> and not that he's like so old. I think he's like in his late 30s, but, you know, that gets harder the older you get, which is why I'm amazed that Hugh Jackman in his like late 40s was still getting into, like, the super ripped physique to play this character. Um, But the movie is basically... So it's about um, Logan Wolverine. And it's, like, a... It's based on a comic run or... or, mm, It's based on a comic character. It's, like, an alternate timeline version of Wolverine where he's older. And... um, the character in the comics is called Old Man Logan. And I was kind of reading about his adventures on Wikipedia, and it was a lot. <laughs> Which is, is was with, obviously with all the, like, different timelines and stuff, it's always kind of a lot. But in the in the comics, he's, like, he's living in a version of Earth where a bunch of bad guys have taken over, and they each have, like, divided the Earth amongst themselves. And, like, the Abomination has a section, and, like, the Red Skull has a section, and whatever. That's not, they didn't put that in the movie, but it's basically just based on that character from the comics. And, um, and so the movie is just about, um, he's like living on the border of Mexico and he lives with, um, this other mutant named Caliban, who is a, um, mutant Mm -hmm. tracker and they're both taking care of like old Professor X. So, um, Charles Xavier is really old now and his, his his mind is going, which makes his powers pretty dangerous. Um, so mm. he has these like seizures, and it kind of like incapacitates everyone around him because of his telepathy or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So he and Caliban are taking care of this guy, and you can kind of tell that Logan is his healing powers are kind of failing him now. So when he gets hurt, he doesn't bounce back as easily. So he's 
self-medicating with alcohol as any self-respecting old white man <laughs> does in a movie. <laughs> um, and he's like a limo driver. And one day this, this lady comes up to him and, and basically um, asks for his help to like squirrel this little girl away to Canada. And so mm-hmm. over time, Logan learns that this girl is part of this like, oh, I forgot to say, it's set in a future where no new mutants have been born for 25 years. And it seems like a lot mm. of the older mutants have, like, died out at this point. So it's kind mm. of rare to come across one. So um, and this little girl is a mutant, and she has, like, very similar powers to um, to Logan. She has like, little, little claws that come out of her hands, and she actually has ones that come out of her feet, too. And she's, like, real quick, and she heals real quick. Can't be hurt. Wait, claws in her feet? Yeah, she has. Like where her toes are? Yeah. <laughs> she has one that come out of each foot. <laughs> slice people up with those Ugh. yeah i don't know why i don't like that i really don't like that at all you only, you only see it once she doesn't use it very often she mostly uses her little hand claws <laughs> <laughs> um but um so we we learn that this guy is running a like mutant cloning project and he's like he's took the DNA from other mutants, including Logan, and made these, like, little kids that he was, like, intending to, like, raise them as weapons. But when you make super-powered mm-hmm. kids and don't love on them enough, they get mad at you. <laughs> so they were having a hard time controlling them, and they were going to, like, get rid of them. But the nurses that worked at this facility were like, you can't get rid of a bunch of kids. So they're trying to, like, save them and take them to Canada where they'll be safe. And so mm-hmm. so Logan kind of gets saddled with who this girl who's essentially his daughter, like kind of made Mm. from his genetic material um Mm -hmm. and so that's basically what the movie is he's like trying he like very reluctantly because he's a grumpy old man he always has been um (laughs) um caring for this girl and trying to take her to safety to like meet her friends so they can all go to safety so that's what the movie is and i thought it was i actually really enjoyed it um i tend to like superhero movies because i like the fantasy of the powers and 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 that kind of stuff. And I do think that when it's done the right way, it's a, it's an interesting way to talk about the world. I mean, sometimes it can be too heavy handed when, cause I think the mutants, that mutant storyline sometimes can be like, they use it as a metaphor for racism, which can be <laughs> a little heavy handed mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Um, and I thought, I thought it was interesting to see like an aging superhero, especially, the idea that for someone like Logan who could theoretically live forever if his body continues to like heal itself and now that's kind of like mm-hmm. failing him and he's like in pain where as I don't think he that character has felt I mean sure it hurts when you get shot even if the bullet <laughs> dislodges itself from your body and you heal from it but I think that continuous pain is probably hard to deal with if you've never had to deal with continuous pain before um Mm -hmm. and and it was interesting in like professor x who is kind of always you always see him as this like all-powerful being who can like control people and do all this and and now those faculties are kind of failing him and it was kind of i thought it was kind of an interesting way to look at at being someone who has like different abilities and how aging could affect that Mm um and then just like i mean the story with Logan and Laura, who is the little girl, is kind of basic. I mean, I don't think there it would have you would have hated Logan if in the end he was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, little girl," and he never liked her. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, he does come around to her at some point. And, fuck your feet, claws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet, but both Charles. Xavier and Logan end up dying in the end um and so Mm -hmm. it felt like a good farewell to that character he got like one last hurrah to like save someone and prove that because that's always his thing is he's kind of like I'm not a good guy but he is a good guy (laughs) and even (laughs) if he's like really grumpy about it he will do the right thing um Mm -hmm. so yeah I thought it was I thought it was a good movie I enjoyed it yeah I haven't seen Logan but I do remember um when it came out uh, talking about it with a bunch of people who had seen it mm-hmm. and how it was a very different superhero movie to what sort of the standard has become. And, yeah. Um, I think the length 
was also kind of a, eh, I don't know, for some people. But so far, as far as I know, I, everyone who's seen it has really liked it and thought it was good. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think... Have you seen... Um... Have you seen uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? Yes. Um, I do, because it kind of made me think of that movie, not that they're similar, but that it's like a different take on a superhero movie, which I think Hmm. at this point you kind of have to do because we're used to that formula. You can't, I don't think you can keep doing the same, like, this person wants to, like, take over the world. Like, the villain plot in Logan was very grounded. It, It if there were no superheroes in it, it would just be like a, an evil doctor who's wants to like destroy his property that ran away from him. Um, mm-hmm. But his property happens to be like kids with powers. Um, and even in winter soldier, a lot of people say, and I do agree that it's kind of like a spy movie. And even though like mm-hmm. there's this like enhanced dude and black widow isn't really enhanced. She just has guns, but <laughs> um <laughs> It's like these people who do have like kind of special abilities, but the like underlining underlying story is very kind of like grounded, and it's like oh, there's like this mystery, and like oh, someone's infiltrating mm-hmm. this and that, and yeah, I feel like and there's this movie that has keeps getting pushed back, but it was shot a couple of years ago. It's called New Mutants, and it's like a horror Marvel movie, a horror horror movie yeah. with like the X Men characters. I think it's like one of the last movies that. Uh, I forgot Paramount, whoever does the, has the X Men property. Oh, Fox, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, did with the X movie before it went before Disney bought them and <laughs> got the X Men back. But it's like a horror mm-hmm. movie and like like an asylum. And it's it's I don't know if it's ever gonna come out because I think it got pushed again with like all this coronavirus stuff. But um, I was like, yeah, I feel like you have to do at some point. You have to like take someone's going to have to make a superhero rom-com at some point. It just has to happen. <laughs> yes, please. I just, uh, there are so many characters who are, it's more lighthearted and fun yeah. that you could do that with. Like Kate Lutz's run of Hellcat is just oh. a joy. And I would love to see that uh-huh. adaptation. Yeah. Um, or like Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah. Too. I think, weren't they um, making a Squirrel Girl something at some point? Are they? I know there was some sort of internet, not talk, but just fans really wanted Anna Kendrick to be Squirrel Girl. Oh. I was like, I mean, she's like 10 years too old. <laughs> I mean, she still looks like super young, yeah. so I guess it could be, it would, it would be fine. But, you know, they're, they're younger actors yeah. who need a nice breakout yeah, for sure. kind of thing. So I don't know if they're doing it. Cool. I think that'd be a fun animated yeah. show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really easy to get like superhero burnout with these movies, though. It is. So it's always nice to have something that's different. I, yeah, I think so. And um, and it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see because um, it's interesting to see with like Marvel having wrapped up their like whatever phases and I feel I feel like I don't know what if they're going to try different things with the newer movies that are coming out but yeah with phase four I guess yeah is what's starting yeah yeah I don't I don't know I I've always picked and choose picked and chosen <laughs> I pick and choose yeah, the superhero movies I watch. <laughs> um, so I was already kind of used to doing that for one. There's just so many. Yeah. I, I it would be, I, I was going to say it would be impossible to watch them all, but my mom just did that. So <laughs> I did that a couple of years ago too. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just so many. And the ones that I've really liked are the ones that are different. Yeah. So. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I do think that at this point, it's, there's no choice but to do that because, mm-hmm. or else, like you said, I mean, there's already the superhero burnout, but people are going to stop. I mean, unless, besides like the devoted comic book fans who just want to see what you're doing with these characters, 
um, people aren't going to, like, come out anymore for, like, oh, this guy's going to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah, overall. But there's a Black huh? Widow movie coming out, right? Yes, but they're also pushing that. I didn't even realize that movie was actually happening. Yeah. Until, like, two days ago. Yeah. The trailer looks interesting. It kind of, I mean, she is kind of like a spy character, so I feel like it'll be, have kind of Winter Soldier vibes-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I feel like they should have made this movie like seven years oh, ago. Oh, they though. absolutely should have. The character in this yeah. timeline is dead. This is like a, like a prequel. <laughs> it's like a prequel movie. They're like, oh yeah, you guys wanted to know what Black Widow was up to? Oh, here's what she was doing. It is kind of, it's a little, it's a little too little too late, but hopefully it'll yeah. be good at least yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see yeah I'll, I'll give it a try probably yeah for sure i think it'll be exciting yeah, it's a lady shooting guns flipping around <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty successful combination uh yes i will that's yeah. what i was kind of with this with logan i was a little bit um i felt a little weird about how much i enjoyed watching a little girl kill people <laughs> but it was really cool <laughs> i i get what you mean though because i had a similar feeling in um oh god what was that movie called it was no it was a superhero movie but it was like not one of these big oh um kick-ass dc yes kick-ass thank you um because the girl in that yeah i was like i'm taking too much enjoyment out of you hurting all these (laughs) grown men (laughs) i i think i learned um a couple years ago that I really like fight choreography. I think it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Or I think I just like choreography in general. I, mean, I don't know if I've talked mm-hmm. to you about this before, but when, when I watched Winter Soldier, because I was going through, oh, this is maybe that one that happened. Anyway, when I watched Winter Soldier, there's a lot of like cool fight choreography or cool to me in that movie. And um, and I found some videos of like Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans like learning the fight stuff, and I was like, this is cool. And I was like, mm-hmm. is there something wrong with me that I like watching people beat up other people? <laughs> but then I realized it's it's also my love of watching people dance. I just think choreography itself mm. is cool, and and it's just mm-hmm. like an offshoot of that. It's like oh, these people had to learn these like very coordinated moves to like make this look a certain way, and so that's yeah. what's cool about it not that i have some sort of huge violent streak where i just (laughs) (laughs) um i mean as someone who likes to watch professional wrestling (laughs) yeah i think it's just fine to watch people purposefully (laughs) as long as they're not trying to literally murder themselves like boxers and mma yes that's what i can't watch Um, that's really difficult and I obviously would not, like, be on the street being like, yeah, watching people fight and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, seeing a fight in person would be terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, if you like fight choreography, I'm assuming you've seen John Wick. Not yet, and we keep and we keep talking oh, about it at boy. work. And so I need to, I think maybe I'm going to watch it soon. I was looking up to see where I can rent it because at work we were talking about it, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> I haven't seen the third one yet, but the first two, it's if, yeah, it's a it's a feast for your eyes for fight choreography. Okay, cool. I'm gonna check um, it out. And the the second one actually has one of my all time favorite fights in a movie. Okay. Um, the other one is from the movie They Live. If you've uh, seen not that, familiar. They Live is this movie from 1980 something. Um, it's a John Carpenter movie. Okay. Um, but you know those, it's become a, a thing, um, like posters and stuff of these like zombie looking people. Mm-hmm. And it says like obey or like, it's essentially like ignore what's happening and we're controlling everything kind of stuff. Okay. That's the movie it comes from because there's these creatures that come to earth and they are controlling everything uh-huh. and Roddy Roddy Piper who is a wrestler uh-huh. um, is the main character and he's just this drifter kind of guy 
and he comes into contact with this group who has discovered that these creatures are controlling the earth uh-huh. and essentially keeping the little guy down and just keeping them, you know, blinded and just consuming, consuming and consuming. Uh-huh. And so you need these special sunglasses and you look so cool when you wear yeah. them to see these creatures. <laughs> oh, um, but there is a fight in that movie, which is, so good and it is between um roddy piper and keith david in an alley okay and it's it's one of my favorite movie fights ever okay cool yeah let's check it out 1988 okay cool they live all right came out yeah Yeah. if anybody knows any fight choreographers please let me know (laughs) 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 to meet one and find out the process or even like yeah, stunt it, coordinators and stuff like that. It's all very interesting and cool. Yeah, it is really impressive, like figuring out how to do that kind of thing. Yeah. To make it look real, believable, but also doing it in a safe way. It's, yeah. It's incredibly impressive. And I was even just with, I keep thinking about this one Winter Soldier scene. It's like the scene where they like find where uh, Black Widow and Captain America come across winter soldier on the highway and there's just like a lot of like like knife throwing or like flipping and mm-hmm. this and that and mm-hmm. that, and i was like oh i feel like that's something that you would think that only a stunt person would do but because mm-hmm. you do want to be on these people's faces and see that they're actually doing it they do have to teach the actors at least a good portion of it so i thought that that's yeah. really interesting too is like I mean, obviously, actors are prepared to learn different things for different roles, but I'm like, oh, like, someone has to, like, teach you how to, like, do this weird flippy knife cool thing so you can do it on screen and not look like a fool. (laughs) I love a cool flippy knife trick. (laughs) There was that video that was making the rounds of um, Maisie Williams, is that her name? Uh Uh-huh. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Um, Of her practicing, like, some sort of choreography. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't a sword oh, stuff. Was it, it was like a dagger. Oh, okay. And she like flipped it and then caught it in the other hand. And it was so smooth. Oh, I was like, nice. Damn, girl, yeah. you're so cool. Oh, I'm going to find that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it okay. to you. Because it was... Yeah. Because, you know, I don't even like Game of Thrones. I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. That's that's rad as hell. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Smorgasbord. <laughs> Just a lot of stuff we put together. <laughs> cool. Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. The link is in the description. We're oh yeah that thing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Logo art and design by Rolla, and theme song by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna blow my nose real quick, and then I'm sorry. <laughs>